0: So you had a birthday a few days ago. I did. Did you have uh, a good day?
1: It, it was. It was a good day. Um, it run of the mill. I mean, it's not a. It's not a mile marker kind of birthday. Although, even if it were, I don't think you know. I wouldn't you know be any different. But it was you know 38. So you know that's just sort of like I feel like if there's any birthday that's like you know kind of just like a. Uh, You know, Mm -hmm. the definition of a meh birthday Mm -hmm. is definitely 38.
0: I would agree with that. I would agree with that. It's not not super notable. Hi, I'm Michelle.
1: And I'm Steve. And this is a podcast for creatives. Two friends talking about the complex, messy, and beautiful experience that is being a creative.
0: Are you like, I feel like there are people who are like big birthday people, and then there are people who are like, I don't want to even talk about my birthday or I don't want to talk about aging. Like, you know, for different reasons, they may not want to talk about it or acknowledge it. Where do you fall on, like, the birthday spectrum?
1: I'm happy that it's my birthday. I really don't want anybody to wish it happy birthday to me. Like, I, I don't want the attention. Um, that's That's more or less it. Like, it's like, oh, it's my birthday. Like, okay, this is kind of like something for me. But, like, I don't really like you know, the texts, which I love. If you're hearing this and you texted me on my birthday, I really do appreciate it. But then I start getting like anxiety of like having to write back to everybody and thanking people. And like, even on social media now, like when you get like, you know, messages about like happy birthday, like, I don't know what the appropriate etiquette is, whether or not to like, just like it or say thank you. And then if you say thank you to somebody who you're more close with, to people who think they're close to you and you don't personally thank them in the post do they hate it like this is I don't get I, I get very uncomfortable with 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 the birthday etiquette stuff so like I, yeah I'm I'm definitely more of like a happy it's my birthday but you know like would just rather me know it and not have to you know have all of the happy birthday praise showered upon me that's me I'm a little weird when it comes to that though
0: all right a little life hack for Matt Michelle everybody a few years ago I took my birthday off of all of my social media profiles that I could remember yeah. because of this exact, I mean, there could be like, now that I'm saying this, I'm like, it probably is still like on LinkedIn or something. I like forgot about it, <laughs> but I was feeling the same way. I was like, there are people that I became friends with on Facebook, like the year that Facebook came out. So maybe it was like, you know, someone that I, that wasn't even in my high school class, but just like that went to my high school. And at that time, everyone was just friending everyone that they knew. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there is this weird, you know, pressure. And like, I never quite know what the expectation is. Like you just said to like, how do you respond to these birthday messages? And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to like take this pressure away. I feel secure enough with myself at this point in life that like, if I, if the only people who remember my birthday on their own are like my, even if it's just like my immediate family, like that's, that's enough for me. I don't need, I kind of like, I had to say this to myself. I was like, there are going to be people who you consider to be good friends who, you know, some people are just not good about remembering birthdays or they don't have a written down or whatever. And I'm like, I'm okay with that. It made me feel freer. I don't always do this every year, but you know a lot of times we'll post like on social media like a little Instagram you know story or something that like shows us celebrating and then of course, if those messages come in, I, I say thank you, but it really right. I felt like it kind of narrowed it down to the group that I felt like I could respond to those people.
1: I always find that the atmosphere in which you're finding out about that it's somebody's birthday, like within a social media realm, your response to that, finding out that it's that person's birthday and where you find it out is always like very apropos to what it would be if it were in real life. Like if I happen to be on Facebook and I see that it's a friend of mine's birthday, like I might be more inclined to just be like, hey, happy birthday, you know, like and mean it, right? Because mm-hmm. they're a friend. Mm-hmm. Then you go on like LinkedIn and it's like, you know, wish John Jones a happy birthday. And you're just like, oh, who cares that it's John Jones's birthday? And honestly, if I were at work and I work with John Jones and somebody said, oh, it's John's birthday, we're having cake in the break room, I'd be like, oh, who cares about John's <laughs> birthday? <laughs> like, <laughs> these, like, where you find out about it is like, I get annoyed when I see these LinkedIn, uh, you know, notifications that it's somebody's birthday on there. I don't know why LinkedIn does that as if it's something that we you know that we care about finding out there but it is kind of like hysterical to me that my reaction about finding out on a professional platform like, like LinkedIn is the exact way that I would respond if I were in a professional setting in real life
0: <laughs> yeah i i'm i'm with you on that not that i have a lot of like professional coworkers in the sense that you do but it's it's too much it's all too much but but definitely like when it comes to birthdays it almost like it cheapens it. I mean, maybe this is just my perspective, but anytime I'm getting, you know, happy birthday Facebook messages, I'm always just like, they saw that it was my birthday, and, like, that's nice. I appreciate that they're taking time out of their day to, like, right. wish me happy birthday, right. but, like, they're not thinking about me again until the next year when that pops up again. <laughs> I know that you said that you don't like to make a big deal about your birthday, but, like, for yourself, do you... <laughs> Do you, like, reflect on, like, the age you are or, like, where you're heading or, like, how you've changed since your last birthday?
1: Yes uh, and and no. Um, I'll tell you where it did sort of, like, make me think this year was people who have been in my life for a while. I had a more than I can count four. That said to me i can't believe you're 38 which was like the first time that made me feel old in like the grand scheme of life um i always thought my secret to like to life was just like not thinking anything is ever different and just sort of, <laughs> and just sort of being like you know like i feel the same at 38 as i did at 24 like nothing is really so le- like i'm sure i'll feel the same at 75 as i do at 38 like i'm Probably famous last words, but I don't. I don't feel like it. Go ahead. Can I? No. Um.
0: I just wanted to ask: (laughs) Were those people all your age, or like born in the same year as you?
1: No, slightly older, but not like not like my parent or something like that. Okay. Okay. Friends that I've known, but like for a while, but were probably a little older than I am.
0: Okay. I'm asking because I had a similar thing happened this year so I turned 40 this year I mean you know that but for the audience and I in the video, I remember. you were in the video we'll, yeah. we'll circle back to that and so my like three best girlfriends from high school are I'm the oldest of of us and like not not by much we're like the three of us are really just like weeks apart and then one's birthdays in October but I felt like all of them said that this year but i feel like they always all kind of say that like i can't believe you're this age and or like i can't believe because i just had an anniversary like i can't believe you've been married 15 years because i think they're kind of like looking at it through the lens of like them seeing me probably like the same as we were as kids i mean i've known all these people since we were like you know like six seven years old and then looking at themselves and saying like how could i if they're that age that means that i'm gonna just about to be that age and like how is that possible
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i I think and then it gave me a reason to be like wow is this like i felt old it was the first time that i felt like i'm getting older but back to your, your your original question i i do feel like i've always been um i've always found myself in like that old soul kind of niche I guess so like even at a younger age I felt like I always was older than than I was the things that I liked the music that I liked a a lot of that always made me feel older so like I think mentally I could always picture myself as like someone who might have been in his mid-20s but definitely acted more like in his (laughs) mid-40s um and now that I'm like approaching 40 I think there's that realization of like, okay, yeah, like the things that my interests and the things that I like are starting to match up with, like, actually how how old I am. I think consumption habits have slowed. You know, I found that to be something that I've seen over the last year where, you know, there was this need to feel, you know, to be on the cutting edge of this and that. And, you know, even though I the the things that I, I tend to enjoy are probably more stereotypically older than I am. I think I still enjoy trying to learn about new things and, you know, whether it's industry related or, or whatever, and trying to make sure that I have, you know, a handle on it. I found myself kind of drilling down more as I've gotten older into like the, so what of stuff. Right. So like, you know, instead of like the thing that you want to learn, you want to understand like why does the thing exist? And typically what I found is it's like the underlying reason, like whether it's a new, social channel or whether it's a new show or like what is it about the theme of it that I find myself attracted to and is that more of a comment on who I am as a person is it in line with who I am as a person versus chasing whatever the next thing is that I want to consume just for the sake of consuming it I found myself more grounded more rooted I feel like
0: I think one of the things that like I've consistently heard in my life from people who are older than me is that the older you get like you just you care less about other people's opinions and you're just like whatever you want to do in your life you just you just do it and you don't care you know all the way up until i know that there i feel like there are so many jokes about kind of like you know older ladies or like older gentlemen who just say things and you're like i can't believe you just said that but they're like you know what do i have to lose at this point i'm just gonna like say what's on my mind um and i love the thought of like eventually you know getting to that point But yeah, I I think for me, I've been slowly starting to like double down on some of the things that I think are a little bit unusual about me and kind of along the lines of what you just said. Like, I think that there's this like societal pressure to have your pulse on most things that are like going on in the world, whether it's like, you know, political or like culturally or even you know like the show that everyone's watching and i don't know the older i get i'm just like you know what i'm going to watch recorded broadway shows <laughs> on tv like as my entertainment and even if that might mean that like i might not get to like talk to a lot of people in my life about that if it makes me really happy then then who cares and that's just that's one example but I think that as people age, they get more interesting just from having life experience. But I I think what kind of makes it better is not, I don't know, I I read this article this morning about um, like how to be more interesting. And it was one of these, I love articles like this because it was written, it's in like a type pad um, and it was written like, uh, let me look at the date on this, in 2006 it's not like SEO rich. There are no ads in it or anything like that. Yeah, I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll link up to it. But one of the, the first bullet points is that the way to be interesting is to be interested. So you have to be like interested in everything that's around you, good at noticing things, good at listening. And uh, if you find people and things interesting, then they'll find you interesting. And and I, I definitely agree with that. And And as I was going on, I was... Enjoying some of the other pieces of advice he was giving, like um, go to a coffee shop and like over listen to someone's conversation. I'm like, oh, I do that all the time. Yeah. A lot of the things that <laughs> that he was saying, I was like, oh, I you know I feel like I naturally am a curious person and tend to do things like that. But um, one of the things that he didn't really talk about in the article that I was thinking of and thinking about being a more interesting person is just. Like becoming more comfortable with yourself in your own skin and and allowing yourself to like indulge in some of those more unusual interests or even your unusual tendencies and just not caring.
1: We always are so quick to like say professionally and personally, right? Like we always, you know, we talk about them as if they're two different things, as if it's like you're putting on a mask professionally, right? So you act a certain way, but personally, these are the things I do outside of work. And it's like, I don't feel like I'm any different personally versus professionally. I'm, I I feel like I'm pretty much the same, but I, I probably have, have stupidly over the years thought about my development from a professional standpoint, as if trying to you know, learn more about something in order to be able to master it. And this is what I'm kind of getting back at with the underlying like reason as to why and probably being blind to to whatever that is. And I'll, and I'll use the example of effective like storytelling, right? Like I'm, I think I'm always trying to understand nuances and read more about, you know, the growth of storytelling. And the more that I've sort of applied myself and tried to understand it, the more I've realized that like the definition really hasn't changed. You just keep getting new people trying to like insert their opinions into it. And, 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 and you know what, that's great. Like we should be having dialogue about these areas of our careers that are, you know, closely associated to the work that we do on a regular basis. But I think what we ultimately forget is, is that like good stories in 2023 really aren't any different than good stories in 1923. Like, there's a lot of similarities to, to, to what makes people sort of, you know, attached. So like, I think where I've sort of grown, you know, you talk about like, are you're 38? Like, has anything changed? Like I think just becoming more wise of like some of the BS that gets kind of peddled and some of the stuff where you're like, you feel the need to kind of glom onto something and being more aware of like, I've seen this before, right? Like we are Billy Joel fans. Like, that song still rock and roll to me is, is still, it's, it's still one of my favorites to this day because I learned about like the meaning behind it. And he was, you know, on a, on a meteoric rise in the seventies and eighties. And, you know, you had this, this iteration of, of, of punk and, and, and music that was sort of new to that era, but for Billy who was alive in the 60s when there was more like garage bands and and some of the british invasion influences and he was you know talking about how like you know we're, we're saying that it's you know hot funk cool punk and all whatever it is but it's still <laughs> rock and roll like i remember this i've heard this before like there's an underlying current to everything right so i think that's been the biggest like as i've kind of you know gotten older like i'm i'm starting to understand that like chasing things for the sake of chasing things and trying to stay on top of trends and learn this and oh you got to do this meme and that no you don't you have to understand why it's playing and you have to understand why it's popular and you have to find your place in that so i i think that's something where like when you talk about wanting to watch you know old broadway shows on, on, on whatever like whatever you find your 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 pull there's an underlying like tone to whatever that is, whether that's a, you know, a tie to something that you love, but it's also, it's your root. It's a part of what you are. And I think that's what sort of like allows you to feel comfortable with getting older is this is who I am. This is what I believe in.
0: Um, all right. So let's circle back. You mentioned you were, you were in a, you were in a video.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guest appearance.
0: Guest appearance. I don't want to say this is my like my best birthday gift for this birthday. I, I feel like this is probably just one of the best gifts I've received, period, in my life. But um, because I had a big birthday this year, my sister rounded up family and, and close friends and had each of them record a little birthday wish to me and used a, a service... I, forget the name of it, but I'll look it up and I'll link to it um, to put them all together. And then like, as I was heading back for my birthday dinner, I just got this like message. And like, as soon as I saw the little thumbnail, I'm like, I don't know what this is, but I I just like, I I felt that like, this is, this is going to be special. In thinking about this idea of like, really leaning into who we are, In addition to like loving that this was like a snapshot of my life right now, but also the way that everyone kind of like chose to deliver their messages, um, which were very, you know, unique. And I think as much as I know that there were people who submitted those videos who were like extremely uncomfortable with that request because people get very self-conscious when they have to you know to go on video but in a way like it it made it more special but i loved just like seeing everyone's take and their the way that they present themselves what they chose to say because it was fair i I don't i mean you know better than me i i think the directive i think was pretty open-ended
1: yes yes it was uh it was. Uh, I got a text from your sister. Uh, shout out, Laura, um, <laughs> to uh, follow this link. Always legit when you get a text like that. And um,
0: like, oh, this is. I'm sure yeah, this is. Yeah,
1: seems completely on the up and up. And uh, you know, record a message for uh, for your birthday. And um, and yeah, it was definitely like you know one of those like. Uh, it was it, <laughs> it was like allow this service to access your camera, and then all like it was the whole, it, but it worked out very uh, well in the in in the end. Um, but it was just you know it was an open ended request, you know, share what you feel like you want to share, and and whatever you would want to say, and we're going to put this together. And uh, I was just honored to be a part of it. So yeah, it was uh, it was fun to uh, to do.
0: And yours was perfect. It was it was exactly you and. It- You, you were, um, (laughs) obviously more comfortable on camera than (laughs) than a lot of other people. But, but, you know, I, like I said, like, I think that that kind of made it sweeter in a way to like, kind of like see that discomfort, but know that people were like willing to jump through all those hoops of the camera access and all of that regardless It made me feel so loved, of course, but also just like so lucky to have um, this group of people in, in my life and that all these different people are like coming from all these different places and like they, I was really able to see that uniqueness in everyone.
1: And something you get to keep forever. I mean, you know, you have access to forever. Which is... Uh... Well, if
0: you pay fourteen ninety nine a month to continue... Oh. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I ended... Up, Laura ended up sending... Like, I was like, tell me <laughs> I can... She popped the 15 bucks for it? <laughs> I was like, tell me I can download this instead of just having to, like, go to this link to see it. Um, and she ended up just, like... I guess she had downloads of just, like, all the individual ones. So I just have them saved in a folder now.
1: How many plays has mine gotten?
0: <sighs> I... <laughs> It's one of those things that, like, I don't know if you ever feel like weird about this, but I almost like I, I wanted to have it, but like, I don't know that I'm ever going to go back and watch yes, them.
1: Yes, I get that completely. Yeah. It's like a keepsake kind of a thing, and that's fine. It's, you know.
0: I feel like I don't know what it is, but going back and rewatching them maybe I'm just uncomfortable with people saying nice things about me. <laughs> I'm like, I can only do this once, but yeah, I don't, or it's going to make me sad that time has passed. I'm sure that like a, a psychologist could really unpack the the reasons, but I, I have this strong aversion to rewatching them.
1: I wonder about that. I was looking at old, old portrait videos and things like that of, of Ryan night, like 2019, 2020, 2021. And, um, I had the thought about just how easily and it seems so stupid because our whole lives are basically on that phone but how easily accessible these moments are versus what we sort of had access to 20 30 40 years ago where the amount of effort it took to maintain photo albums let alone like like putting them together and putting things in and pasting them or taping whatever you did and then putting them away. And then when you needed to go get them and look at something, you had to go find it and pull it out and like in order to find something. And like, I know it's such a, a silly thing to say because like in a click of, of, of a couple of buttons or an app, like you can pretty much get anything. But I wonder how much, what whether it's a good thing or a bad thing that we have such access to those memories whenever we we want them. And and, I, and I'll tell you why I say it's it's a bad thing, because like the past and, and we talk a lot about nostalgia on our show, but like the past and, and those connections to moments like they had a place like on a shelf, like it was there whenever you wanted to every so often you could go get them. But now. You'll get an email about on this day, or you'll get a notification if you log in your photos app about you know like three years ago today, and and it's always in like the past is always in your present, and I don't feel like that was always the reality that we sort of experienced, not you know twenty years ago or so, and I don't have an answer to whether or not it's a good. I mean I would love to have the discussion, but like. Whether or not like that's a healthy thing or whether it's an unhealthy thing for us to just be able to have those memories, those moments, people that we weren't expecting to show up in our, you know, I'll get photos of my mom still. And it's like, you know, it's great, but it's also like sometimes you're like, uh, you know, and like you kind of like go down like this spin where you weren't expecting to versus like, let me go pull up photos of my mom from this photo album from 1980, whatever, you know, like it's just like it's there it's always there there's no sort of like filter on whether or not you can single out select out or or you know a moment from your past a photo from your past
0: oh that's really interesting there are these memories that are like from our past that are popping up into our present That like we're not choosing to like pursue because like you said we're very nostalgic people we love looking at at old stuff and revisiting things But like, I think part of that experience and what makes it good is like the idea popping into our head and us having the inclination and then to like follow that to like, you know, look something up or pull up an old photo. So it is kind of jarring. And I guess this just kind of fits in with (laughs) a a problem that stretches across social media in, in other ways. But like, I didn't summon this at this moment. Like you're just putting this in my face. And when you gave the example about your mom, I was kind of thinking like, oh, I could see that being really frustrating. Not, not in the sense of like, oh, like now this is going to make me sad. But like, I'm sure when you think about your mom, those, that's like a precious like moment with yourself. And like, it almost feels like, if your phone is throwing that in your face, without you bringing it up, it's like you're you're wasting this opportunity that's supposed to be a special thing. Am yeah. I articulating that? Yeah. Right. I think okay. It's
1: even with things that aren't like those like harsher moments, you know, I I had remarked that I was looking at photos of of you know my son and from years past, and I might have been in the mood to 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 do it, but sometimes it's like when I say you're not in the mood to do it, it's not like I'm, I'm not in the mood to look at old photos of him, but like sometimes the moment resonates more when you're like looking to seek it out versus it finding you. And I think things in, 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 in the past, like sometimes nostalgia, like it, you, you seek a lot of that out. It's, 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 it's part of who you are. So when it's sort of thrown upon you, thrust upon you when you're, you're not expecting it, I feel like that can, lead to this conflict of of feelings like you know i think about these these sort of similarities between photo albums on on a shelf or in a drawer somewhere that you would pull out every so often i could think about going to my grandmother's house and being like can we look at old photos but that used to be like once every number of months like it was never this this like regular like let's go get the albums and go down memory lane and i don't get the sense that she was doing that when i wasn't there either so there was a little bit of a purpose to it but still you were seeking out that that connection that you know, that, that experience. And that's why I just wonder, like with, with our whole lives, like my entire son's life is on, you know, photo-wise is on my phone. Like it's great. I could pull up any photo that I want at any point in time, but I think the, the way it sort of intrudes upon life sometimes, I just wonder about the, the long-term sustainability of, of that.
0: I think we talked we talked about this in another episode, but you know, also just the notion of there are so many that they're like there are less precious. Like when I think about albums, because same thing. Like I, I always love looking at, at old family albums, but like you can remember like specific shots versus like okay modern day you may have like favorite shots or like you guys may have framed printed but there's it, it's almost more of like you remember like the day or the event more than like a specific uh, snapshot because you may have like you know 10 different versions that were taken within like a you know like a few second time span It just kind of I don't know it's it dilutes it's significance in I think in my minds
1: I think that's another thing with when we you know from the marketing lens to like I think nostalgia is a very powerful tool that we have at our disposal to to use in creative art hearkening back to a certain time a certain period but you know it's something where when you're bringing it to somebody who's not expecting it you know there are times of year where nostalgia is You know, those types of moments are are very big. You know, holidays, Thanksgivings, Christmases. And, you know, I've always I've always thought about like when we always talk about know your audience, like holidays are a very tough time for people. So to harken back on things that are stereotypically warm and, and celebratory and, you know, some people just aren't there in those moments. You know, Mother's Day, I can you know, it's funny. I remember the first Mother's Day after my mom died. I had posted something on Twitter about my mom you know, I had gotten a reply from might've been Shutterfly of like, um, love this story about your mom, you know, um, our, our mother's day things are 25% off show mom, how much you, you love, you know, you love her by, and like, because they were just doing searches for for certain things and hoping to like strike, you know, uh, uh, you know, some kind of consumer to buy into, you know, to, to, to purchase something
0: like he mentioned mom to... he would love this right
1: yeah it's a, you know, i don't know why i why wouldn't i want to do that for my? but like i, I think that's that's it like you know you 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 tap into these moments whether they're user generated or whether they're something you're creating and you don't know where everybody is and i feel like you know that's the da- that's the, the 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 damage or the the scary part of like nostalgia moments where like Stereotypically, I know I've been using that word a lot here. It's something that we should all have good feelings about and good memories and this, that, and the other thing, and the holidays and coming together. Or, but you don't know where people are in those moments, and that's why I, I feel like, like if you're gonna seek something out, like that should be your your thing, you know, that you do. You know, certainly there's a time and a place for those moments where it does make logic sense to to tap into them. And, 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 you know, maybe that's something more on the nose, you know, if you're a fan of a sports team and there's a great moment in that team's history, like who wouldn't be happy at that point, you know, like, but something that's more open ended, you know, that, that has more attached to it. I feel like when you infringe upon that or when you project it, I think it's just a matter of remembering that like people aren't always where you think they are, or where you want them to be. So being aware of that and making room for that, and maybe not necessarily going down that path all the time, might lend you. You know, like I, I don't necessarily feel like I would go start work. You know, buying from Shutterfly, but like it changed the way that I looked at it because of the way they did business, right? It, it 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 changed your 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 mindset for it. So I think making room for just where everybody is at that point in time and not just going with the flow because this is what we do at this time of year. We we always tap into these feelings. Is something that just needs to be considered.
0: Mm-hmm. I completely agree with that, and I think that we're we are mostly moving in the same direction, but yet at the same time, it like it baffles me that with all the technology we have, that like this like you know message or notification that you got like couldn't take the extra step to like go into the context of what your message was. Because like you said, it kind of like, it negates and now you have this kind of like negative connotation with them. But I think that part of it is also on us. And I don't, I'm not going to, not trying to sound like harsh when I say this, but because it's a lot, it's a lot to like play goalie to, to to stuff like this with all the stuff that's coming at us. But, you know, kind of going back to where we kicked off this conversation with me Taking my birthday off of all of my social media profiles, that was like a form of me saying, "Like, this is too much noise. I I can take this step to like curate <laughs> the the messages that are going to come my way on my birthday." And I think we do have more options now to mute and and unfollow and I do think the algor- algorithms are getting better on their own to like deliver the kind of content that that we receive but anytime we have the energy to do so like give yourself that gift like take the two minutes or whatever and like update your preferences because otherwise like there's nowhere to hide like even you saying like you're you are your photos app is not social media. It's just like, that's your camera and your album. But yet even those are being like thrown in your face.
1: Well, they're all looked at as the same. Yeah. Right. So like, and, and as much as we've relied on technology to try to delineate between the two, it it can't always know where you are in that moment. It doesn't know how you're going to react to something. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think your, your advice about putting in some of those, those guards are putting in some of those boundaries, so to speak, Mm -hmm. um, you know, might make it a more enjoyable, you know, consumption process.
0: Mm -hmm. I get it. Like, I know that people are always like, oh, you know, you could always move, you could always unfollow. But like, it's a lot to have to even do that constantly.
1: Yeah, it does feel like it's like, it, it feels like it's, it's late nineties, early two thousands, like pop-up blockers, right? Where you're yeah, like, it, like, Oh you're my God. Like great example. Windows yeah. But yeah. Yeah.
0: Like we're, we're used to having to like bat away constant, a constant barrage of like notifications and suggestions, but it's not, <laughs> it's not healthy. It really is not.
1: Even the conversation we had a couple, was it last week now? or two weeks ago about back to school Mm -hmm. and those types of ads that you see around back to school. And you're just like, there's a lot of anxiety that exists in in school systems, both by students and teachers. And I'm sure more than just that. And it's like, you can't just because that's what you associate back to school being with everyone dancing and singing. and, And that's not how people feel. And, you know, you don't know the damage those visuals do to have to conform to a certain style that you don't feel like you fit in. And I think that that's going back to your birthday porn about like, what do you learn about yourself? Like you learn what's true to you and how you want to operate. And, but it feels not fair to have to sort of like endure other people's, other entities, visions and beliefs and having that be the common refrain when it's not the reality. And you feel like you have to sort of justify your way of being versus what is commercially played out
0: and it just makes you feel bad you're kind of like this is in especially in the sense of like a commercial being sent out to thousands if not millions of people are going to see this it was it was intended for that many people to see it and the message is like this is how you should feel about this situation so when you don't agree with that, it kind of makes you feel like beyond having the disagreement, like, what's wrong with me that like this is not how I'm seeing this situation?
1: Right. doesn't it always feel like when you do have a belief that's like counter to what that that commercial narrative is or just the generic the general narrative, it does make you feel like you have to like like you question yourself as to like yeah, why yeah. am i not seeing this the, the way or am i seeing it the wrong way and it makes you doubt yourself and i feel like you know if if anything the older you get it doesn't mean you doubt yourself less i feel like i i doubt myself more and maybe that's sort of the
0: oh i feel the well, opposite
1: i don't feel i got to i got to i got to clarify that like i feel like i have more questions about things like you 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 feel you know like you see more people being more definitive with how you should do this well just you know black and white and it's not black and white we know that so I feel like it opens up more to a dialogue and a conversation which I think is healthy I don't necessarily feel like I'm wrong in my approach but I think there's more doubt expressed at the way that people feel like things should be just done a certain way this is how this should be presented because this is how people feel around this time of year this no it's it's not like that and maybe my approach is more like that and more devil's advocate and maybe more like big picture thinking versus just acceptance Mm. if you've enjoyed this episode help us spread the word on social media tag us at pod for creatives and let us know what stood out to you I've had a few studios in my career, right? We had the closet and, the, and like the first go around. I think mm-hmm. that was before we ever did any kind of video mm-hmm. with it. I don't remember too many video pieces from that.
0: I definitely have like unreleased video footage.
1: 100th episode's coming up.
0: I know, maybe maybe little clips if I find something funny. I'm sure we could string together a, a bunch of mishaps. I mean, when I almost got struck by lightning,
1: That was a good one. That was so good.
0: We had a... um, thought there was an intruder in the house? Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. There was, like, um, something, like, exploded in my kitchen. I don't know if it was, like, a can or... So it just sounded like a gunshot.
1: Yeah, I was laughing the other day when that, like, that t- tower, like, you just watched my laptop, like, <laughs> slowly, like, tilt, and I'm like, uh-oh, <laughs> this is going down.
0: It was so slow that, like, I couldn't, you know, yeah. I couldn't react to it.
1: Didn't the background fall once too often? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, uh, oh, that, that was happened. my
0: favorite one. Oh, I've, yeah, like, and then you had the back, ba- you really have had, I think you've had more sets than I have.
1: I think I've had four sets. I was in the closet. <laughs> <gasps> <laughs>
0: The stained glass closet, yeah.
1: That's right. Yep, yep, the confessional. I was against a wall on the far side of this room originally. And then I moved in front of the, the room dividers for a while. The Hollister set. Yes. And now I'm now I'm back on Studio A over here. Yeah,
0: so. But your lighting always looks better than mine.
1: Fluorescence. I don't <laughs> I don't know. Like it works lovely.